As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their cardio health support, cardio triplex, clinical cardio six, natokinase, and ubiquinol. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to cellular energy production, maintaining normal blood fluidity, healthy immune response to normal biological stress, and maintaining blood pressure already within the healthy range. They're available from healthcare practitioners, and they're available to you at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, I learned a lot in part one of today's podcast about uh, the uh, way that uh, COVID-9 propagates in homes and offices. And um, our guest, Caroline Blazowski, uh, is a national home expert. Uh, she's a house investigator, public educator, media personality, and CEO and founder of the My Healthy Home Company. And so, uh, Caroline, uh, welcome back to part two. Um, so you wanted to talk a little Thank bit you. about uh, air purifiers and, you know, air purifiers have come a long way since uh, they were first introduced. Uh, oh, you know, they're popular, uh, you know, at the very inception of my career, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, but there's some new features to air purifiers. Yeah. Could they be part of the solution for um, keeping our air free of viral particles? Absolutely. So it's really important. Um, there was a lot of discrepancy, right, with filtration. And the more you can filter a home, the better. And when we're talking about, there's been so many studies and about ultrafine particles. And these are these little things that are less than 2.5 microns, anything smaller. And, you know, I went out to USC um, to study public health. And so one of the first studies that was brought to my attention was that when people had the APOE4 gene for Alzheimer's, or they were exposed to high levels of particulate in general, they could exhibit cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. They could activate the gene states. So yeah. the high levels of pollution are, are implicated really in Alzheimer's. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, they studied other things as well and saw that the amyloid plaque would start to grow when people were exposed to these high levels. So we, that interested me. And I said, look, you know, I think it's, we know it's important to filter. Um, and then how do we do this in a home? And what I found in my years of 20 years of doing this was that we would do remediation projects and you could understand this where we do a cleanup for mold and mm -hmm. the person would still not be better. And I'm like, this is so strange. What? Like the air quality looks good. I've tested it. Everything's fine. And lo and behold, in the corner of the room, they had these air purifiers that they had left behind mm -hmm. and they didn't change the filter Ooh. and it had the dirty air in. And so when we took the filters out, the people got better. And I said, wow, isn't this interesting? Like here we're supposed to be using filtration as a positive mm -hmm. But the negative to it is that it sits there, collects all this stuff, oh. and it's not its not hermetically sealed to the environment. That mm. stuff stays in your environment, even though it's collected in the filter. So then I started to shy away from a lot of the filtration because I found that people weren't changing it the yep. way that they were supposed yeah. to. Yeah. So it's really important for you, if you do have filtration, to utilize it properly, 
to make sure you are changing it and then to be up on the latest technology. So, you know, we're doing a lot now with a company, it's called IntelliPure, but they basically are allowing us to filter very ultra fine particles on HVAC systems without slowing down the HVAC. Cause you can imagine if you put this big thick mm-hmm. filter onto filter, yeah. right? Yeah. What's it going to do to your HVAC? It's going to slow up your CFM. You're not going to get heat coming out, air conditioning. So a lot of these companies now, or, or this one in particular, has utilized technology to be able to get ultra-fine particles, really great filtration, but not mess with the HVAC system, which is phenomenal because static pressure has always been an issue. But um, it's really important for people to utilize filtration to help prevent disease states, but make sure you're changing the filters and utilizing it properly. For a while, you know, uh, ionized uh, air was popular. These uh, ionizers, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I remember uh, using one, and uh, you know, it seemed to be doing a good job. But then there was this big halo of uh, soot around it because it electrocharged mm-hmm. the particles. I had it up against the wall and a nice white paint job, and then there was this sort of you know, soot halo, That's right. literally around uh-huh. that, because it effectively put a charge on particles, but then the particles stuck to the wall. (laughs) That's right. So now they've gotten better at utilizing the um, electrostatic uh, technology, but then they're using um, PCO filtration, which is uh, photocatalytic oxidation that's hydrated. So they're using bigger filters to capture this stuff now Mm -hmm. because they realize that's exactly what's happening. It's like a magnet Um, for dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Completely, completely. It's funny that you noticed that. And um, they, you know, the filtration, I really still like HEPA filtration. I like going above a MERV rating. So um, I utilize a lot of filtration with my dehumidification. I make sure my dehumidifiers run filtration. I make sure in the homes that I work on that they also run filtration on the HVAC, obviously. And then also, I obviously, vacuums. You want to make sure your vacuum has HEPA filtration. So the more you can incorporate it into the building, the healthier you're going to be. But you've got to change these things, and you've got to make sure that if you're utilizing it, you utilize it properly. You know, another problem that's uh, come about as a result of COVID-19 is that people are using a lot more chemicals. Uh, They're using a lot of, uh, you know, Lysol and bleach and, uh, you know, hand wipes uh, and sometimes uh, aerosolized sprays, sort of, you know, supposedly disinfectant sprays. yeah, A, is that effective? And B, what what are some of the potential harmful consequences of uh, doing that in a closed environment? Yeah, we saw a lot of that where the volatile organics, a lot of these products, you know, you think you, you read something and you think it says Clorox bleach, right? A wipe that says bleach, but it's not really bleach. It's ethanol or alcohol based. And so these are VOCs and they can rapidly get very high in a home. And then also they've got added fragrance and byproduct and other VOCs. Yep. Um, and not only that, but they can really dry out your hands and cause all kinds of other infections that happen. But what's or, interesting Or chemical is, reactions. Some people have uh, yes. like horrendous, uh, what seem like uh, chemical burns uh, because right. of hypersensitization to the chemicals in these disinfectants. The You know, I recommend when people go out. So when you use a product like that, and they, and they looked at this at the clinical infectious, it was a clinical infectious disease study, but ethanol... It works. When you put it on your hands, it will kill the virus within 15 seconds. Now, if you're going out to a grocery store and you don't have access to any type of water and soap, which is the go-to, right? You should always go to water and a surfactant first. But if you can't, then I recommend it. But it's important for people to realize if you were to go into a really public, you know, a big public space, whether it's a grocery store, or you're going to a more crowded restaurant or, or wherever the area it, it is where there's a lot of people, 
this virus has the ability to hang on you for like nine hours. So, you know, women, hair around men's mustache, facial hair, Mm. you're not going to be using alcohol wipes. So if you are going to an area where you could potentially be contaminated with not only virus, but just Mm -hmm. VOCs, chemicals, like, you know, if you go to a concert, I mean, talking about not during COVID, but after, if you go to a a movie theater, if you go Mm -hmm. to a, a theater to see a play, you need to come home and take a shower because these things will stay mm. on you for like a nine hour period. And that's where you get the risk of possible infection. So, yes, do your hands if you don't have access to soap and water, but then make sure you take a full shower when you come in from a you know real and congested area. Uh, and obviously uh, with, with soap, because soap I, soap does the trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay. Um, what about... Uh, when it comes to planes, you know, a lot of people are pretty freaked out about uh, getting on a plane and traveling these days, and the airline industry is really taking a hit. Uh, is the airline industry using some of these techniques that you've described, or is the danger really yeah. that great? Or, you know, what are the statistics showing on transmission of the virus? Yeah, I mean, they've actually been showing that the transmission is really, really low in yeah. airplanes. Now, That's I don't know, I you know, it, it all de- yeah. Yeah, it always depends on where the study's coming from. But mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with the recycul- this recirculated air. There's a high dilution. So when, you know, if someone were to have the virus, you know, because of the air is being diluted so dramatically, it's it's harder to catch it, which that's a good a good thing. Also, you know, people are staying covered and, and they're making sure that they are, you know, um, trying to limit the amount right. of exposure from each person. And they're, not, so, they're yeah. not traveling so much when they're sick. I mean, they're actually, uh, they're, they're exercising some degree of responsibility when it comes to exposing others. Uh, I also understand that uh, the way that air circulates in planes is not so much back to front or front to back, but, you know, those little dealy bobs that you twist above your head, you know, to get a little fresh air. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not so fresh, but it's recirculated <laughs> air. Right. Um, uh, you know, it's a vertical uh, ventilation, and then there's there's like an intake under the seat. So most of what you're getting is from above, and it go, circulates out going under below. You. And it's there's not Correct. so much row to row transmission, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most of the like, especially I, like I always notice when I go on a plane. It seems like I've always come back with a cold, right? But yeah. And I always blame it on the plane. And yeah. I say, oh, it's because I flew. But you know what I think it comes from is the airport. So when you're at yeah. the airport, that's where a lot of the transmission happens. And yeah. we just associate it with the plane. But in reality, when you're coming in contact with so many of those surfaces at the airport and the air quality in the airport, I think yeah. that's where you actually catch it. No, I think that's a good point. Uh, and uh, so uh, do they also – have they retrofitted the planes with some of these UV units? Uh, or are they using UV yeah. cleaning? I think they're they're extensively cleaning with UV. Uh, they have an amazing device that I saw recently that came out. It was called the Falcon. And it looks like if you were to send it down the aisle, it almost has wings. Like mm-hmm. So imagine this mechanical device, but it looks like it has wings that span out over the seating. Mm-hmm. And that UV lights the entire plane and all the seats. It's like amazing. It was. Mm-hmm. It, I just saw a video about uh, the technology. It was, it was quite interesting. But yeah. All of it. I mean, they're using, you know, the disinfection, the UV, uh, the UV technology. They're also using something that leaves behind. I don't know how I feel about it, but they're using a it's a, it's a chemical compound that they spray on the plane. And it basically puts almost like a I guess it would be like a, a biocide um, and it prevents the virus from being able to survive on that surface for, you know, five days or so. Hmm. So they basically, you know, spray down the plane and then it prevents anything from sticking, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. but Yeah, I mean, it's know, a little it's, concern it's, then about the chemical exposure on those planes because it's going to be yeah. a little more intense. 
Definitely. That that was been has been my concern all along that, you know, you are going to be having a much higher volatile organic load. Um, With but, lots of people opening up, <laughs> excuse me, up, opening up disinfectant. That's um, right. You know. That's where we come. That's where the VOCs come in. So if you can use soap and water, um, and especially at home, there's no need to be using these sanitizers. I mean, at you home, can use no. hydrogen peroxide works great. Hydrogen peroxide. You, when you're talking about this virus, it's got like a lipid around the exterior of it. So what you need to do is break up the lipid in order to get into the center of the virus. And, the, and you know, and it's not a living thing. It's just you want to deactivate it. So mm-hmm. the soap, the surfactant that does that. And then the hydrogen peroxide can go in and basically, you know, just deactivate it. So hydrogen peroxide works great. It doesn't leave behind any residue. You know, it's just hydrogen and oxygen that it breaks down into. So you can use that on surfaces like toilets. You can use it on your sinks, spray it with hydrogen peroxide. You can just let it sit there Mm -hmm. as long as it's not going to take out any color and you're not going to utilize it on a porous, you know, something like wood or whatever. But use hydrogen peroxide frequently. You know, you can utilize alcohol, but just use your regular rubbing alcohol. Don't, you know, don't go with things that have all the additives in it. Mm -hmm. If you're going to wipe your phone down, just use straight alcohol. Um, And um, and then, of course, soap and water works great. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. Here goes. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They would make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you with great guests like today's America's Healthy Home Expert, Carolyn Blazowski. Now back to her. You know, coming back to a theme that we would have touched upon in one of our ordinary uh, visits, uh, it has to do with your role as kind of a detective when, you know, you consult uh, with a lot of doctors like myself who look at patients who suffer from mold toxicity or mold exposure, call it what you will. Um, and uh, so what we do is, you know, obviously we, you know, test the patient, uh, but we also suggest that we, that the home get tested. Uh, and so tell us about uh, the services that you offer um, at My Healthy Home when it comes to diagnosing a potential chemical problem or mold problem in a, in a home or an office. Yeah, and we've really advanced. I mean, uh, we we obviously do your standard spore trap, your standard mold testing, which is looking for viable spores, but there's different ways to test for mold. So we've also um, developed uh, an MVOC test where you can look at the gases that molds produce. So if mold's hidden in a wall somewhere and you may not be able to get a spore count, but that mold's producing a mycotoxin. So molds do three things. They're the spore that you have, and then they also produce a gas, like similar Which to smoking cigarettes. Which if it lands on a, on a Petri dish, then it, it'll grow like, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. You know, the mold will grow. Uh, and that's obvious. And that's one of the cheap ways to use you know, mold plates, you know, to open them up. And if they start to grow stuff, there's mold. But that's not even, that's a kind of gross way to detect Right, mold, archaic. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's an archaic. archaic. I mean, when I first started my career, that's that's all we had. So now we do air sampling where we actually 
um, it adheres to a cassette and then it goes under into a lab and then we look at how many spores there are and how it correlates to the different species that you have inside versus outside. So it's gotten really advanced and then mm-hmm. we utilize different technologies to grab the, the VOC that molds produce because they kind of like smoke cigarettes in your house, if you will. They put off a gas, mm-hmm. they breathe in and out and then you get this gas so we can test for it that way. And then also if you get these toxic molds we hear about, they produce a mycotoxin. And that's when you hear about people saying, I had a mold problem, Mm -hmm. I got rid of the mold, but I still feel sick. Mm -hmm. That's because some of these molds have the ability to leave behind this neurotoxin or mycotoxin. And we've learned a lot about it over Mm -hmm. the last 20 years and how significant it is in depleting the immune system and then also being possible carcinogenic factor causing all kinds of neurologic problems. So these mycotoxins are like COVID, very small, ultra-fine particles that sort of just stick places. But unlike COVID, they can stay up to 15 years or so where COVID virus would be gone in three days. So people worry about COVID all the time. And I kind of laugh. I say, well, if Mm -hmm. we ever get a real toxic mold that fires off a neurotoxin that could kill us all, we'd be in big trouble. So they, these neurotoxins are, are nasty little things. And, um, but we've gotten really good at testing for them now and being able to test all types of different neurotoxins and mycotoxins that come off. And, and we do those tests quite frequently now to see, you know, what people are exposed to in their home. Yeah, I'll never forget uh, the headline in uh, here. It was either the Post or the Daily News uh, on September 10th. It was a lurid headline, September 10th, 2001. You know what that day was because we were kind of mm-hmm. complacent about uh, some of the, you know, mega threats that we're going to face, you know, the next day. Uh, but the headline was uh, toxic mold, you know, in, you know, mm-hmm. 28-point type across the front of the <laughs> newspaper. And it was about mm-hmm. the discovery of stachybotrys mold uh, in yeah. uh, homes and in uh, schools and how pervasive a problem that was. Uh, and then, of course, uh, our, you know, with our attention span uh, lasted about a day on that and it was superseded by other threats. But it, it remains a pervasive threat. And uh, Caroline, are, are you concerned about, you know, We've been seeing an awful lot of uh, storms, you know, perhaps it's about climate change, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of flooding, uh, especially yep. in the southern part of the United States. And, you know, there's a lot of devastation that occurs at the time of a hurricane. But I think what's even more insidious is the aftermath of some of these flooding events. 100%. I mean, we've just seen, I mean, look, mold has been the, the biggest part of my business for so many years. And I mean, I do, I've, I've seen 30,000 houses in my career and now I'm doing homes in Australia and all over. And it's amazing that the climate change, the houses weren't built for protection from the rain and the wind and all of these things. And so, and the high humidity, I mean, we're seeing people talk about the temperature being raised, but what's really happening is if you've noticed Yes, we get an increase in temperature, but it's that humidity factor that has really gone up. And that's what causes the mold to grow in the HVAC systems. I mean, every, I mean, five times a day, I have HVAC systems that are contaminated with chitomium, which is a, a, a toxic mold, like stachybotrys. We've always heard about stachy, but chitomium, mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch in that family that produce neurotoxin. And so it's just becoming really prevalent, especially in HVAC systems that you need to service your equipment. You need to make sure that you've got drip pans and air conditionings and these things need to be serviced in the Northeast one time. If you live in Florida, if you live in Arizona, if you live in Texas, those areas, you need to be having the HVAC service twice a year, if not more, because those drip pans get mold in them and they need to be cleaned out and the HVAC needs to be cleaned out. And so um, that's how people end up getting a lot of contamination. Is that something you can rely upon uh, for your HVAC uh 
you know, service company or should you go one step beyond and work with a company like yours to get a real thorough checkout? Well, once every three years, you should do a mold test just to know what's happening. And then you have a baseline and stay on top of that. So most of my clients come back like every three years. And then if they have, you know, an incident where they've got mold exposure or something happens and water damage. But yeah, the HVAC company can traditionally handle it. And also what I recommend is going to a NADCA and it's N-A-D-C-A certified duct cleaning company. And the NADCA part is important. And they can put a camera in and look through your HVAC to mm. see exactly. It's like a colonoscopy. You know, Oh, it is. It's, it's well. Look, I say the, it's like a the fiber HVAC optic is the camera. heart. Yeah. That's right. It's the the HVAC is the heart and lungs of the home, and then these your duct work, right? Let's could be your intestine, and so they stick a, the camera in. They make sure you don't have mold growth. They don't. You don't have anything going on in the exchanger inside the actual cabinet of the unit. They can look at everything. Then they can do a thorough cleaning on your HVAC system if you need it. And that's what I recommend a lot. So when I start to see problems in homes, the first thing I do is I have a really good company called Air Duct Cleaning Solutions. They happen to be in New Jersey, but I refer them in and I say, look, I want to know what's going on. Let's get a scope of everything. Very similarly, probably to what you do. And um, let's see what's happening. And if that's okay, we'll move on to something else. But you need to check the HVAC. It's just a known area that Mm -hmm. has a water, a water source in there. So yeah, and that's on a routine basis. It's not even necessarily when you know people start sneezing and wheezing and you know are complaining of uh, mysterious symptoms, headaches, and so on. Uh, that you you should do this. Yep, and it you know you don't have to do it frequently, but I would recommend doing about five, every five years. You should have your duct system cleaned out. If you have pets and you've got more occupants in the home, then you might have to do it. Uh, more frequently, but a really good cleaning every five years. And and everybody, I mean, I send so many clients and they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I mean, you immediately, you know, all that dust and debris that settles in there and you get it out, you, it's it's so noticeable. So wow. it's important to make sure that you don't have any mold growth in there and that you don't, you're not spewing it all around. Because if you get mold inside your duct, guess what happens? Inside the unit, it just blows it through the entire mm-hmm. house. And then the yep. mold says, okay, now I'm going to grow in your bathroom because I've got water up here and you're creating a whole avenue for it to travel. You're disseminating it, yeah. 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 Uh, so we've covered a lot of themes uh, in today's uh, podcasts. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to touch upon before we uh, give people a heads up on uh, My Healthy Home? No, I think if, you know, you're spend everybody's spending a lot of time at home now, and I think it's important to do one test. You know, I just had a client yesterday that called and said, look, I, I work out in my basement. I'm a personal trainer. Now I'm in my basement all the time. I should do a radon test. I should do a mold test. So, you know, try to get one thing done to make sure that your home is healthy, you know, during this time period, whether it's getting your duct service, maybe getting the HVAC contractor to come out and take a look. You know, you can call us. We can send you a kit. You don't even have to have anybody come traipsing through your house, which people seem to like now. <laughs> so um, you don't have to have anybody, you know, disturbing you. But you can test your air quality and see what's going on, and and yeah. just get it get it looked at. Yeah, it's a perfect time to do it because uh, mm-hmm. COVID nineteen is uh, keeping a lot of us home, and uh, we want to make sure that our homes are uh, healthy environments for ourselves, our kids, and so on. Absolutely. Um, Great stuff. So let's give you, let's give our audience a heads up on your service. It's My Healthy Home. That's your green company that offers uh, testing services, products, and consultations for homes throughout the U.S. And uh, the couple ways to get them one is um, healthyhomeexpert.com. That's one website. But I, uh, in the past, have used myhealthyhome.info in that. Mm-hmm. domain the dot info domain 
Yep. Either one is great. Or they can, I mean, we're on Facebook, Healthy Home Expert, My Healthy Home on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's really easy to find us. So you can just look up, you know, even if you just look up Healthy Home, you Google it, we come right up number one in the country. So just. And after the pandemic, are you planning uh, your Broadway play, the musical? (laughs) I'm planning a big vacation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I because you through the pandemic, everybody else got to have off. Unfortunately, I did not. Well, it's so. uh, you've had an embarrassment of riches. It sounds like because a lot of people uh, are reliant on a uh, a clean air supply. Uh, it's and- sad that the pandemic had to bring this, you know, really to the forefront. But it just made everybody realize that you know, our air quality, we are so susceptible in so many different ways. And, and, and this is just one, you know, we've got glyphosate issues, we have VOC issues, and it's really important to really start looking at your environment, especially if you're having health issues, and you know this better than anyone. If you have something that's not explained, and you and you really can't get a handle on it, and you do your scans, you do your tests, and, and nothing comes back, look at your environment and start seeing what's happening for sure. We call that environmental medicine. That's mm-hmm. uh, really fundamental aspect of a comprehensive medical checkup. Thank you, uh, Caroline Blazowski. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and uh, congratulations on your, on your work. You really seem to be keeping up with some of the challenges. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Reinvest in your wellness goals this summer with savings on supplements. August 23rd and 24th only. I'll be offering 10% off all products in my online Fullscript Supplement Dispensary. August 23rd and 24th, two days only, get 10% off and free shipping on my entire inventory of top supplements at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock one of the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. It's the safest and most convenient way to purchase my curated supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast, free shipping and optional refill reminders via text or email. It's safe, secure, and includes world-class customer service. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for 10% off and free shipping for two days only. August 23rd and 24th. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.